0: My name is James Newcomb, and I love stories. Stories make you happy, they make you sad, they make you angry, they make you glad. But most importantly, they make you think. That's what this show is all about. It's called Newcombio, and it begins now. This past week, I had a fascinating conversation on another podcast that I host called The Trumpet Jungle. And it featured a fellow by the name of Patrick Oliverio, who is a fine, fine trumpeter in the Kansas city metro area. And he was fortunate enough to be awarded first place at the graduate division of the national trumpet competition in 2017. So this just happened three years ago and it's a very, very prestigious and uh, very uh, well deserved and earned uh, honor for Patrick to be awarded that and I wanted to get his, uh, a little bit deconstruct a little bit his process for preparing for a performance of that magnitude obviously some performances are more equal than others to to borrow a phrase from a pretty well-known piece of literature and so I wanted to know Patrick how is it that you prepared for a performance like this and it, He said a lot of things that had to do with sleep, uh, eating correctly, meditating, breathing, and it's just so much more than just blowing a certain amount of air through a mouthpiece and pressing the buttons down at the right time. There's far more to it than that. And so I wanted to share with you all who may not be musicians or trumpet players, But there's a lot to glean. There's a lot to learn uh, regarding how to prepare for a big performance, be it uh, whatever, (laughs) doing a podcast interview or giving a speech or whatever. There's a lot to learn. So I hope you enjoy it. And thanks for pressing play. And we can find Patrick Oliverio on the web at patrickoliverio.com. First place, graduate solo division, national trumpet competition. Tell us about that. How did that come about?
1: Uh, that was that was something. So I, um, it, before that, I would really only done one other competition, which was the music teachers MTNA competition, music teachers National Association solo competition. So I re- really didn't have any competition experience before that. Um, and I took a break in between my undergraduate and my master's. I went to the University of Missouri, Kansas City for my master's, where my wife did her doctorate. And she had done and uh, uh, NTC before and play second, so I was like, "Well, let's let's give it a try and see what happens." If you don't know, my wife Jen Fox Oliverio is a spectacular trumpet player and cornetist. But I decided to to give it a try, um, and I just approached it how I would really any audition or, um, I guess competition performance uh really methodical went in and just thought about the music I was very fortunate to make finals which I was kind of shocked um and then had a really good performance in finals and I, I then called my teacher uh, Keith Benjamin and asked him it's like so how did the other people sound because I I didn't listen I, I stood outside and kind of just was decompressing after the performance and he was like well you should be really happy with third place and I was like awesome that's great <laughs> um, uh, and was very shocked when I actually placed first which was pretty cool. Um, I played the the Tamberg trumpet concerto movement one which is a if you haven't heard it it's a beautiful piece of music um, for trumpet. I'm sorry Tamberg. how do you spell that? Tamburg T-A-M B e r g, Eino E i n o Tamberg. Um, uh, the first recording I he- ever heard of it was of uh, on Hardenberger, and it was exceptional. as to be expected. Um, and I was—I fell in love with the piece. Uh, I then, after I performed it at NTC, performed it on my senior recital at UMKC. Absolutely love it. I still—it's still a part of my repertoire. Anytime I get a chance to maybe apply to a concerto aria competition or maybe even try to play it with a symphony. I will jump at the chance. So it was, it was kind of, I don't, I don't want to say it was sheer luck, but it was, it was kind of sheer sheer luck right. that I, that I walked away um, with first place. So.
0: I, I, I like to kind of deconstruct. I like to hear the stories of the night before the morning of a big performance like this. Cause you're thinking, it's like you're just focused laser focused on this tambour uh, concerto. Can you just maybe, because this is still pretty recent? Can you just walk us through your preparation the night before? What did you do? How important was it to get sleep? Uh, What did you eat the morning of? What was what did that look like?
1: After I found out I was in finals, that's kind of when really the heat was on for me mentally. Um, I decided that I would get as much sleep as I humanly could. Um, I was very fortunate to be put really late in the day, so I slept for 10 plus hours, I made myself sleep. And then when I woke up, I did not drink my normal, you know, two or three cups of coffee. I I drank one cup of decaf. I then had, you know, healthy breakfast, just eggs, oatmeal, toast, nothing, nothing crazy. But then I specifically did other things that had nothing to do with music. I listened to music, but not trumpet music. I listened to a little bit of Mahler two the Urlicht the from All or Two. Very beautiful. Just things to calm me down, to keep my heart rate low the entire day. Then when it came time for me to actually go to the venue and prepare to play, um, I am a very firm believer in meditation mm. before you perform. Um, and it doesn't have to be anything complicated. I I, I first heard of this notion from Joe Berkstaller and when I first heard it, I was dismissive of it. I was like, ah, that's, that's, that that, won't work. There has to be some tangible way to do this. That, that can't be it. But then I started actually trying it, and lo and behold, it actually works. So I should, probably should have listened the first time. But all I did, all I usually do when I have a high-pressure situation like that is I will sit in a chair, um, relax into the chair, start focusing on my breathing in and out, um, slowly close my eyes, And then do a thing which is called a body scan, where you basically just start from your feet or the top of your head, and you notice how each body part feels. You kind of see, okay, well, my feet are a little cold or they're a little sweaty, they're uncomfortable. My legs are fine, they're a little tingly. And then you just go all the way up and then go all the way back down and still focusing on the breathing. Um, I sometimes listen to music while doing that. Sometimes I don't. But I usually like to find a quiet spot and that takes me Ten 15 minutes, and afterwards, the level of clarity that I have when I open my eyes and, and start moving, it's, it's incredible. Um, it's kind of nice to be able to walk out on a stage in a high pressure situation and feel like you're in control. Um, I had not experienced that up until then. Um, and I do uh, equate that a lot to the success that I had at NTC. I, actually, I, I equate the majority of that <laughs> right. because you can prepare as much as you want. If you are very, very nervous and that fight or flight reflex kicks in, there's not much you can do about it. That adrenaline is going to take over and you're, you're either going to shake, you're going to make mistakes, mental mistakes, be out of the game. So the, I highly recommend meditation.
0: We should have you back on the show and we can go more in depth on meditation if you're up for it.
1: Oh, sure. Most certainly. I, I can go as far down the rabbit hole with that as you want. Because <laughs> right. after that, I, I, I was... Um, I was a believer. Um, and every, every single audition performance, regardless of how important it is to me or, or my playing, I do it just because I, it, I enjoy performances more because I can actually be in the moment and, and feel like I can play at, you know, a hundred percent or at least close to, um, it's, it's wonderful. It really is wonderful.
0: Yeah. It's a heck of a lot better than shaking and been there just waiting until the performance is over and you can get off the stage and criticize yourself until...
1: I have had... I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've walked off the stage, almost thrown my tread against the wall, but then thrown it into the case and then just went home. Didn't talk to anyone and just went home. And that's not... I, I signed up to be a, trump, a musician, a trumpet player, mm. uh, a orchestra musician, what, what, what have you. I signed up because I enjoy music. I enjoy the act of music making. And I enjoy listening to what the audience feels and talking to the audience and talking to my colleagues. And whenever you walk off the stage angry because you feel like you didn't do your job and blah, 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 That's not why we do this. We certainly don't do it for the money. We do it for the love of music.
0: Uh, NTC 2017 is where you like discovered the magic of meditation.
1: Yes. Um, and mind you, all this is is coupled with I was very prepared. So I don't, I don't want maybe a young listener listening to this to go, oh, all I've gotta do is meditate and then I can, no. You, you actually have to put in the hours and, and the frustration and the, the tediousness of really dissecting a piece and knowing it front ways, backwards, upside down and being able to play it cold. Meditation helps for the performance only.
0: Really? Not for the preparation?
1: No, I mean, for me, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people and colleagues and friends of mine talk about, you know, well, perform when you practice and practice when you perform. And that, that works for them, that's fantastic. For me, practice is practice, performing is performing. I can't make that mental jump of putting myself in, in the state of mind of where I'm performing in front of people. And yes, you can simulate that by actually performing in front of people, but when I do that, I, I meditate. So whenever I do, I had a, a, a mock run for NTC right before I left, and I tried the meditation there. And it worked, so I decided, well, if it worked in this situation, it's probably gonna work on the day of the performance at NTC. Um, so But you have, to be, you have to be prepared.
0: It just seems to me, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot or say you're wrong, and I'm right. Everybody knows that I am right
1: you are a trumpet player. So yeah, you, you are correct.
0: It's my show and I'm right. But it seems to me like if, if you're going to have that effect for the performance, uh, wouldn't meditation before you practice clear your mind and put you in a better state of mind so that you're able to be more efficient with your practice.
1: So I guess maybe I should say that, you know, I do meditate. I mean, outside of performance, I try to meditate once a day. Um, so maybe that's That's for me enough that will last me the day. So I usually try to meditate at least once in the morning when I wake up. I mean, right now I have a a two month old. So he, (laughs) I try to wake up before he does, which is always, always a fun game. (laughs) I was lucky this morning and, and got up before he did. So I had about an hour. So I basically took 30 minutes and just did some guided meditation and I feel very clear-headed, very, the clarity that you get afterwards is great. And I guarantee you whenever I go to practice today, that that will carry over. Um, so I guess, yes, yes, it will help. Um, I, I more think of um, meditating as something that you should just do, I mean, even outside of practice. If you live, I mean, we all are musicians, we all are anxious people, we are riddled with an anxiety, and we're burning the candle from not only, you know, both ends, but all everywhere in between. So meditation and getting uh, a certain level of calm into your day, I think is super beneficial.
0: Listen to a brand new story every single day on your favorite podcast player. Go to checkoutmypodcast.com and subscribe to the show today. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the flip side.